Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley, the editor for Idol Talk, and my family has recently been reunited! <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. That I, I reconnected with my long-lost son, and now we're a happy family again, and he <laughs> loves me. <laughs> and he congratulations his name is... his name is hyunjin from stray kids i'm referring to <laughs> when i met him yesterday night at the high touch at the phoenix stray kids concert he and i locked eyes and we we Stay had tuned for our next podcast on stray kids we had a right? moment and we reconnected and now he loves me and I love him and he's going to move back into my household. <laughs> okay. Next. Hey everyone, I'm Chris, co-host and the only 10 I care about is from Wavy. Yay. I'm Casey, co-host and I have an unquenchable thirst. Oh my god. <laughs> For those who are not in the know, that is the concept version 2 theme of BTS's um, co- concept photos. So you're in on the joke. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyways, thank you all for those lovely introductions. Um, <laughs> follow, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Idol Talk Pod and rate, review, and follow us also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And if you have any uh, feedback for us or if you have any concepts or topics that you want us to talk about, feel free to email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com. It feels like it's been a long time and a lot has gone on between <laughs> these last two weeks. Should we, um, should we go full disclosure on our listeners right now? I think they were following us on the pod ig so we they know what happened the first time we tried to record oh, oh my god <laughs> you really want us Should to relive that trauma okay 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 okay, okay. that was okay. traumatic so, and i don't want to relive it yeah no we're reliving it because our listeners they have the right to know what happened to us because we were being all weird on our instagram story um so as as of this recording, it's February 10th, which means last week, Idol Talk Pod and our friends went through the psychological torture that is buying BTS tickets. Yes. <laughs> Just absolute, ugh. I don't even want to live that again. You couldn't pay me. Actually, I'll do it yeah. again in 10 years we should probably detail it on our bts recap episode but just know that it was traumatic like three days of torture absolute torture no 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 sleeping i didn't not getting any work done at work no none tears were shed literally literal tears no sleep i would wake up i woke up on thursday night in a cold sweat and I tried to buy the tickets again, and it still didn't work. And I literally was like, I should just call in sick at work because I'm not going to be able to focus. Oh I literally gosh, woke I up in the middle of the night hoping to get a text from Ashley saying, it's all figured out. We got the tickets. 
No. But no. Not again. Uh, Anyways, stay tuned for our full recap on our ticket buying experience. We'll probably talk about it right before we see BTS in concert in May, which we did end up getting tickets to. Yes. Thank you. Um, All right. So my recommendation this time around is going to be um, G Friends Crossroad. Yeah, so as you all know, or as our listeners know from our, was it was it Battle of the, what what episode was that? Battle of the Stands. To... Battle of the Stands. Stands, I guess. Um, Stands. I think it was like episode Friend. 10? Yeah, maybe episode 10. Relink it back. <laughs> Feel free to listen to it. Um, one of my favorite bands is G, one of my favorite girl groups is G-Friend. Um, and they released uh, a new album. And this one is kind of special because it was the first time they released under dun 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 big hit. <gasps> Congrats! So I think, well, oh. I mean, there's so, so like they're still like source music, but they are kind of like umbrellaed under big hit now. Although they weren't in the big hit family photo, so I don't know what that means. Um, but in any case, um, they have a new title track called Crossroads. What I thought was interesting was that they didn't stray away from their um, traditional sound. So Big Hit like wrote some of the songs, obviously, but it didn't sound oh. like a departure from their normal, what I would expect from them. Oh, that's so, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like this, uh, this title track in particular, still like really heavy vocals really heavy like string instrumentals is kind of like what G-Friend is known for. And I don't know if any of you yes. watched like any of the live stages, but um, I still stand by the fact that I don't think any girl group goes as hard on the dances as G-Friend. But I yeah, haven't in any case, seen like, any dance stages of it, but I like the yeah. music video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the music video. It seemed like it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Ooh. I agree. It was K-dramatic. Really I was going to say it sounds so like an, it like an anime. Me. K-dramatic. Yeah, that's what I said in the group chat. It sounds like an anime. Like, I don't know. I pictured Sailor Moon and she was like off on the table and <laughs> mm-hmm. running to Tuxedo Mask. And Agreed. I don't know. And that song was playing in the background. Yeah. I yeah. I don't have that much to say about it. I'll, I'll hand it over to you all pretty soon. But... um. Yeah, I think that like they're starting off really strong and it kind of symbolizes kind of like the start of something new for them. And I think that it could have been um, potentially a lot of pressure for them. And I think they delivered. So I um, highly recommend uh, the song and actually the whole album. I think it uh, kind of portrays like a lot of the strengths of G-Friend. There's some more like their anime pop, I guess we'll call them, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then they have <laughs> yes. their um yes. yeah, they also have like their more like low key songs, more like I don't like calling their music like bubble pop because it's really not, but they have some more like low key, more like vocal, even more a little bit not ballady but like slower. So oh, okay. I think the album is a really solid album and would highly recommend it to our listeners. Um all right, Chris. Do you have a recommendation yes. for us this time around? Yes. So in honor of the concert that we are recapping in this episode, I decided to bring back one of the groups that I have wrecked before that has my love, 10. Um, <laughs> and that is the song that I'm wrecking for this episode is going to be Wavy's Love Talk. And so, I mean, you can listen to the English version or the um, original version. I don't care. You just need to support one of them because this song is so good. It's and a it bop. Gets stuck in your head. K-bop. Yes, it's hard. Oh, man. And I feel like it can be, like, I feel like it's a little dirty. Right? Or is it just me just thirsty? Yes, like it's sexual. Like, it's sexual. It's so sexual. So, I love um, it. Your body talks? What's, what's my body Wait, is this thing? the video? <laughs> of them in, the like, all of... white? Yes, okay, got it. Driving got the car? It. Yes, Watched and, like, you, you go into the video and you, like, the camera goes up and it reveals Ten's beautiful face. And then he leads us in into that first um, verse. And then it goes, well, who did it go to? Win-win? Was it Win-win or Win-win! someone else? I think it was. Oh, man, that video makes you thirst so much. <laughs> Um, but real quick, I want to retract. I think last time I rec- wrecked them, we weren't sure whether Wavy or not had a leader. And I went back and did some research. So Wavy does has its own leader and it's Coon. Oh. So oh. he's the leader and the main vocalist. Good to know. See, I think that's so like, I think part of SM's strategy was that they debuted a lot of the Chinese members like one by one, not one by one, not all of them have debuted in like NCT 127 per se. But like, for example, Kuhn was like, thrown into NCT 127, or at least one of the units during like, black on black. Like, that's it. And then like, once he got some exposure, uh, like a couple months after, I believe that's when Wavy debuted. So I think that that was part of like, um, SM strategy was that they're like, okay, we're gonna give Win Win some time as like one of the only Chinese members at the time um, in One Two Seven, and he was like actively promoting for like a long time in One Two Seven, and then once oh, wow. he once he was like, okay, like everyone knows Win Win, now we could kind of that's how we popularize Wavy, right? Same thing with Ten, right? Yeah. So. Definitely oh. from Baby Don't Stop to Wavy because so they debuted re- recently. Stop. Let me double check. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Uh, their debut date. Yeah, January 2019. Wait, no. Oh. Yeah. Hold wow. on. They were announced January 31st, 2018. 
And then, yeah, it would be announced that the seven-member lineup would debut as Wavy in January 2019. Yeah, so, like, about a year. They're a rookie group. Yeah, about a year. And then for the longest time, their only album that they had was the uh, Mandarin version of NCT 127's um, Regular, I think, is the lead single Mm. on that album. So... This is like this yeah, is like, the first AP, which is pretty much original music. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm I take that back. The first EP was Takeoff. This is the second EP that's original music. Well, I'm with it. Mm. I like Not it like in relation to One Two Seven. Yeah, it's so good. I was actually I was um I had a really long drive to Temecula this weekend, and so I was listening to some other podcasts, and there was an XO deep dive. And so in that EXO deep dive, they were um, explaining XOM and XOK. And then I realized this sounds a lot like NCT. Like this whole idea that like NCT as a collective is a group, but then you have, you know, 127 and then you and then Dream and then Wavy. Because Wavy is still technically part of the NCT universe. Oh yeah, yeah that's so true. I, thought, I thought that NCT was interesting. NCT is what is international in what EXO failed to do. <laughs> yeah, I did not realize that until I was listening to this oh. podcast, and I was like, "Wow, like this is Lee Suman's second attempt at making something work." <laughs> so it was yeah. interesting, and hey, it's working now. In my opinion, yes. in my humble well, opinion. I mean, EXO, like, even if you see, like, the original 12, I don't think Lee Suman was trying to reach international audiences. I think he was trying to reach China and he was trying to reach mm-hmm. Korea, right? Mm. So, like, Whereas at, at, at that is... point, the industry was shifting from um, Korean pop and them trying to get the Japanese crowd that was Chinese era, right? Shiny, mm-hmm. um, yeah probably a little bit of fx girls generation and Mm -hmm. then it moved to wow there's this huge market in china so we need to get these this chinese market but i think what nct does is it actually tries to get all of them so like you know Uh, you have uh, canadian audiences you have uh, western american speaking audiences you have utah in um, the japanese world you have um obviously this this whole chinese band uh, that's subunit and then you have korea so um and then I guess Lucas is multiracial. We like that. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I think um, Lisa Mann was trying to actually he was trying to do something different. But anyways, enough from me. Yes. Enough. So it's um, a bop. Go listen to it. Blast it in your car. Show your mom. Show your dad. So show your brother and sister. <laughs> but blast this song in your car. I love this song, <laughs> dude. That's all I have. I literally sing it. Will do. Will do. All right, we were, Casey, I was you're up. You guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so um, my recommendation, much like Chris's recommendation from, I believe, our last episode, um, this is um, not on Spotify. It's the um, Map of the Soul Seventh outro by BTS and it's called Ego.
this is actually just like a J-Hope solo. Um, yes! And it's following Suga's <laughs> in- solo interlude shadow. And it's very like, ooh, I have so many thoughts about this. So obviously I've been streaming it nonstop, but worry not listeners because I actually streamed it on a playlist so that the loops don't get discarded <laughs> by YouTube. <laughs> okay, we both win. I get to hear it over it's and over and watch it over that and we over give and hope. BTS gets the yes. streams. Like, so sorry that You're I was right. on loop for so long. I know that's a point of contention in the world of standing, but I've <laughs> fixed my ways. Nobody cancel me. It's going to be okay. So, um, Thank you. When Casey this... stands rise. <laughs> Casey stands rise. <laughs> um, when this dropped, we were actually in our hotel for um, Super M. It was like the morning of, was it the morning after the concert or the morning of the concert? Either Saturday, I think. I think it was the morning, morning after. after. Oh, okay. After. So um, we had two hotel rooms right next to each other at uh, the LAX Airport Hilton. Um, please book with Hilton only. We stand Hilton in this house. And we literally <laughs> yes, we shot up Casey's out the of Hilton the- Queen. <laughs> we literally shot out of bed, rushed to the other room in like our bare feet and like sleep clothes. My hair was disgusting. And we climbed into bed with Nathan, <laughs> Sammy, and Gabe. And they were like asleep. They were dead asleep. And we were like, wake up. The sun is out. And by the sun, we meant Hobie, not the actual sun. Thank you very much. <laughs> And it was just so such a beautiful moment that I'm I'm really glad that we all shared together because I just have so many feelings about this. And I wrote like a long like essay analyzing everything, but I'm gonna scrap it because it's it's a lot. Um I just wanna say though TLDR. I just wanna say that I take back what I said in the last episode where I said that I think they were moving towards a darker and like more emo uh sound because I felt I felt so dumb because I was like, oh, if last last year I said they were going to be dark and then they dropped a boy with love and I felt dumb. Well, here I am. I'm dumb again. I'm sorry because this was just so full of hope and it was so animated. It was lively. It was positive. It was so uplifting that I felt like I could be a happy person too. Like I thought yes. ego was going to be fucking yes. dark because, you know, when you think of your ego, it's like this negative thing about because it's your self-esteem and your like sense of self-importance you know so of course it's gonna be negative but then j-hope took that concept and was like no f that i want to have my own concept of ego and he made it into this positive thing where you're always looking forward and every mistake and moment that you've ever experienced in your life built you to who you are now and there's no point in looking back on it with regret love that love that Casey, you're making me emotional. Sorry, I'm emotional. (laughs) I freaking love it. Ah, okay. Sorry. Um, because he like I just want I want to say like when I think of J Hope and I think of his personality, I think of his type of music and I think of his aura and I think of his I don't know what I know about J Hope and maybe I mean. We watch a lot of content, right? So we know how J-Hope is. Like, this is the epitome. This release is the epitome of what he embodies. Like, uh, yes. positivity. Absolutely. I don't know. Just, it it makes you feel a certain way. And, like, there's just so much talent there at the same time. 
mm-hmm. and he's able to convey it in a simply complex way, I think. Yeah. I, I want to I want to read yeah. a part a portion of my analysis that I wrote. Um I'm not trying to make this long or anything, but I just love this. Anyway, okay. So I wrote um the beat and his flow are just on another level with this release the levity of his tone juxtaposed with the deliberate thoughtfulness of his words hits you hard in the heart he reflects on the purity of his childhood when he was just jung hosuk while showing us that that little boy is still in him by recreating a childhood photo he used he used to <laughs> dance to keep his demons away but now he dances to express his joy the whole video is a celebration of life and all the ways in which it is enriched and given meaning. J-Hope isn't afraid of losing his passion or coming to resent his fame. His measure of success is being the kind of person that can make someone smile. <laughs> I love him. Aww. I love him. Okay. That was, really, that was really good, Thanks. Katie. You should publish you. a blog. <laughs> Stay tuned that for my really fan good. fictions. <laughs> It's not a fan fiction. It's basically a song review. That's not fan fiction. What are you talking about? No, I know. I was joking. I was joking. Yeah. Okay. Final note. Final note is that um, anyone who's listening to this, I think that as we move towards this being basically BTS's final album and release as seven, I... I know there's like a lot of infighting within like the fandom about like charts and rankings and all that stuff. And I really want us to take J-Hope's ego at face value and understand that like this, uh, while this album won't be dark, it's going to be like thought provoking and introspective and they're trying to challenge themselves as artists. And so like, as they're continuing to push the envelope on what is considered commercially commercially successful K-pop, and sometimes like they'll leave the genre altogether, I think that it's important for us to accept that something that's as vainglorious as charts and rankings just can't capture the full breadth of BTS's influence and impact. And that's that on that. I'm done. <laughs> That's all I say. I understand. I understand, Casey. Thank you. I'm going through it. I have one comment. I have one comment. Say a comment before I say more. I I was really expect I wasn't expecting a solo like two firstly, two trailers to drop for this upcoming album. And then I was also not expecting for the for Hobie's solo release to drop in the second album i thought that it was gonna drop in the third so i was very happy about that my prediction in in the previous episode was incorrect (laughs) well you were pretty close though with all your other predictions yeah Yeah, i think so but i yeah Yes, I think that this is going life. to be my most played song of the year when it comes out on streaming. Me too. Um, Big hit. Yeah, release so it on too. Spotify. Please. Can because I just right now, say I'm just I'm just streaming on YouTube. Me too. <laughs> 
Can I just say that I loved that when we were watching it in the hotel room, number one, I love that we all just like got on bed and to bed with each other and just like put, like cuddled like a total slumber party watching this um watching this <laughs> video. But then the best part was when you had that childhood picture uh, of Hobie and then we're all oh screaming and then Gabe God. who refused to wake up, all of a <laughs> sudden you see him get up too like what's going on. <laughs> so I'm glad Gabe he you woke up for that part because that's the most important part. Hobie stands he rise said he up. thought there was a fire because we were we were screaming there was a fire <laughs> and it's called the sun you're right <laughs> yes, you're I right. literally Anyways, cried when that baby ego. photo came on I was literally crying you don't get it you don't understand we all just screamed we Casey, all went we, crazy yeah Casey we can't do this again we're, we're gonna have to move on okay I'm okay, gonna, okay, okay, we're okay, gonna okay. get too emotional I'm unstanding I'm done I'm going home <laughs> Okay, more BTS in the next episode. All right, uh, Ashley, do you, do you want to round us off? Yes. So my latest obsession is NCT One Two Seven, and I have watched so much of their content. Like I've, <laughs> I think I've consumed all of the Stray Kids content there is, and I'm caught up and just waiting for new content. So like in the meantime, I've started standing One Two Seven. And my new favorite song is an old one of theirs that was released on January 6th, 2017 um, off their album Limitless. And the song is called Back To You, AM 127. girl or like a love that keeps wanting keeps wanting to get back with the member and he was like no like I'm not I'm not going back to you like you're crazy we're done like why do you keep doing this <laughs> to me but the song is really cute it was written by Young and it was performed by nine of the members the only person that's not on this album is uh what the hell is his name Jung Woo. and this album saw the debut of Johnny and also the entrance of Do Young into 127 so it seems like 127 debuted originally as like less members and then this as their like second EP or something they added two more members but then one member who is Jung Woo like wasn't participating i don't really understand how nct chooses like when and when not to like include members in a comeback but and i always get confused but i'm an nct now an n citizen if you will or <laughs> known as a seasony that's like the that's the nickname of n citizens seasonies a like seasony season, like, yeah, like the four Season-y. seasons, like spring, spring, winter. That's how it's pronounced. Seasony. 
Oh. Shi Jenny. Shi Jenny. Well, how do you say it? Shi Jenny. Shi Jenny. Shi Jenny. Yeah. My Anyways, bias yeah. is Jaehyun, and my bias record is. Ugh, it's so hard. My bias. Technically, my NCT biases, I don't know if I have any records because I love these three all the same. It's Jaehyun, Jaemin from Dream, and Jisung from Dream. They're my three <laughs> babies, and I love them. And I love, oh, I also <laughs> wanted to mention the weekend of Super M, Gabe, or not Gabe, Nathan tried to convince me so hard that Tao and Haechun are in a romantic relationship. They're boyfriends. I'm that they love each they other. Are. They love each other. Well, you said, you said they loved each other more than brothers. And I was like, I even spoke to Casey about this this past weekend because I have a theory around that. And I like, support them. Once, once, once you... Once you start dating someone who you call like Kyung or like like in Filipino culture it's like Kuya, like once you start mm-hmm. dating someone like that, you drop the like formality, you know? Like they're do no Koreans longer your big that? bro. They're like your your baby. Well, girls still call their boyfriends papa. So or they could be doing it for appearances. Hmm. That's true. Mm. But I was thinking, like, if Hechan was really, like, having a thing with Tao, then he wouldn't be <laughs> calling him, like, Big Bro, you know? And that's that's my theory around that. Okay. But I love them all. Uh, I, I love them all. Right. I literally We're going to have to talk learned... more about that on a yeah. future episode. Yeah, we'll discuss. Because I literally learned both their names and watched videos of just them in order to support the idea that they're boyfriends. I stand in solidarity <laughs> with Nathan. Yay! Nath C stands. Rise up. Join us in our crusade. <laughs> It's not we, that I don't we have been seeing eye to eye quite a bit. I just don't think it, it exists. I think they just have like a brotherly, I think it's a one-sided love, A, that Hei-chan loves Tao, but not like, <laughs> but Tao loves Hei-chan. I'm going like to make a you a PowerPoint bro, like presentation and we're going to convince you. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. Casey and I have it down okay. to a science. Mm-hmm. Okay. I look forward to that. Okay, great. In any case, I stand I stand NCT with you, Ashley, and I'm glad that you are consuming all this content because you fill in like the missing holes that I have in terms of like there's some videos that I miss. I'm like, oh I never saw this one. And then Yes, it's because yeah. you're a notorious clip watcher. I'm just gonna expose you right now. So <laughs> Nathan, all he all he does is watch clips on Instagram. Like ten second clips and he'll watch <laughs> no, like the same but- exact clips. <laughs> all the time oh whereas when god. i see a clip i'm like oh my god that oh was really gosh. cute and then i go to the youtube channel and i watch the 15 minute vlog oh my god, like i watch the whole shit instagram stand oh my god oh my god yeah. so it makes like, much sense he lives in the clips like nathan I and i have that about watched the same exact clips 
of the Snowball Project, the SMTV show <laughs> with um, Henry Lau and Mark Lee. Like, he's watched all of the important clips, but he hasn't watched the TV show in its entirety. Oh and my it's like, God. bro, how are you going to... First, you need to, like, timeline the show, and then you need to, like, understand the clip <laughs> in context. Wow. Like, watch the whole Drag video, him. Nathan. Drag I'm him. trying to make the most efficient wow. use of my time. Drag and sometimes I'll make it over to the YouTube. Most of the time, I will make it over to the YouTube, but ninety nine percent of the time, I won't make it over to the full, full clip. Okay. Just okay, a disclosure. Okay. But I watch so many of the smaller clips that I feel like I get the entire video. Nathan, that's not like how it Ashley works. Says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like a it daily makes so much. I have with him. You literally are like. <laughs> it makes so much skimmer. sense now. Yes. Um. Okay. I'm a skimmer. <laughs> okay. In like any case, appreciate the videos you send me of our little cat. Thank you. You're welcome. Our little meow meow Yungi. Min meow meow. All right. And for the rest of the podcast, we wanted to kind of go over our concert recap for um, Super M, which we just went to a couple of weeks ago, actually one week ago. Um, So if you don't, if our listeners don't know anything about Super M, they are obviously a boy group that was formed by SM Entertainment in collaboration with Capital Music, Capital Music. And they are known as the Avengers of K-pop. And they're from four different boy groups from SM Entertainment, um, including Shiny, XO, NCT127, and Wavy. And um, they are consisted of Baekhyun and Taemin, Kai and Taeyong, Ten and Lucas, and of course, Mark. And they debuted with their mini album, in October, I believe. And of course, we all know the title of their track, Jopping. <laughs> of course, we can't get jumping. enough of that song. And we um, jumping, we popping, we jumping. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, they. Um, I think this specific group was marketed by SM to very much penetrate the US market. And I think that they did that pretty successfully. They... Um, did they like release their concert tickets like at the same week when they were like promoting or something? Like it was around the same time, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Um, I so... think it was that same week because I remember mo- like sitting in an empty old house and buying the concert ticket for us. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in any case, um, they had their most recent concert and we were able to go to the one in Los Angeles at the Forum. Um, this was, like I was saying, about a week ago. It was on February 1st. It was a Saturday. And I think it started at around 7.30, 7, 7.30, and it lasted about maybe like an hour and 45 minutes, give and take. Um, in terms of who was there, we know that um, all of the Super M members are there. No one was injured or anything. And also, actually, in special attendance was Lee Suman himself, who they panned over to, um at the end of the concert um which i thought was pretty cool um that he came to um support 
his uh, new contraption, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then um, in terms of the set list, they performed for about, um, yeah, an hour and 45 minutes. They did all of their songs on their mini album. Um, and then they did kind of like a mixture of a lot of different solo stages and some some songs from like their own respective groups but not a lot of that i think Taman did a lot of his solos but um like for example there was no like full nc uh, no full exo cover that they did or shiny cover etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's mainly like their own mini album group stuff and then some of their own solo stages i think the only ones who perform like a group song was ten and taeyong because they performed yeah was Baby that the Don't only Stop. one Guess yeah so. but that's the only one yeah i think everyone else performed like a solo project or a solo song yeah, yeah do you like not oh, even okay. nct performed anything as nct yeah. besides ten and taeyong yeah, yeah do, you, do you want me to go too. over their set list specifically yeah go for it okay <clears throat> so um they did so they started it off with um i can't stand the rain and then it went yes. into Taman solos danger and goodbye and then um well i actually i don't goodbye know if, to stacy huh stacy casey sorry i don't know why i called you stacy oh Whoa. my god I okay suck. i'm done i quit I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow. Um, anyway, following that was... I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, then it was GTA Supercar, Dream in a Dream, which is 10. New Heroes, Base Go Boom, Betcha, UN Village, um, Dangerous Woman, Too Fast, Baby Don't Stop, Talk About Confession, and then they did No Manners uh, with You and Dropping. Keeping in mind, some of these songs were unreleased. So yeah. we we didn't even know what was going on. when <laughs> We are like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I was so confused because I was like, wait, was I supposed to know this song? <laughs> right? Yeah. I couldn't even vibe because I was standing still just listening like, how do I not know this? Yeah, See, I remember making I remember making the playlist for us like around when they originally started the tour like way back when and Lucas's solo and Mark's solo and Taeyong those were the songs that I couldn't find on Spotify but I didn't know because it was unreleased I thought it was just like oh maybe it's like an SM station type of thing mm -hmm. where it wouldn't be on Spotify um, but I didn't re the only unreleased song I knew about was Dangerous Woman because I think in one of in a interview they did they they mentioned like oh this is a tune from Dangerous Woman we shouldn't be humming it right now or something like that <sighs> like that oh my oh. god why would I I just don't <laughs> understand what the rationale is behind performing these unreleased songs because fans can't like vibe they can't sing along we don't know the fan chant we don't know what like what's going on okay, okay i'm gonna make this one last comment and then we'll stop so okay. my when i when i found out that they were going on tour and they had released one mini album with like what six ish songs five or six 
I was like, oh, it's going to be perfect. They're going to come back, um, release a second mini album in February, and then go on tour. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's going to be like, that's going to be like a perfect, like, um, it's going to be a perfect timing for them. But Mm -hmm. it didn't happen. So don't listen to me. (laughs) And then like in between that too, Ten and um, Lucas were promoting with Wavy. Like, they debuted as Super M, then they had, like, a small set of concerts that started on that tour, but then they went to go promote with Wavy for, I think it was Love Talk, actually. And then they came back to finish the tour with Super M. So, I don't know. I don't know what the strategy is behind, like, their promotions and releasing music in accordance to, like, their other groups. Like, their primary responsibilities. Because even Taman is about to have a comeback. Yeah, March. We just wanted to, I guess, um, give the floor to um, just some highlights and some... Maybe we can start with some things that we liked about the concert. Did anyone have any burning comments that they had? Yes. I Um, do. Yeah, go ahead, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I want to say that I entered the concert... Really looking forward to Baekhyun because Baekhyun is my number three bias in EXO. And so I was so happy to finally (laughs) hear his voice and like see his face and just be in his presence. But the moment that stood out to me the most the entire concert was Lucas's solo song of um, Bass Go Boom. I love that little cutie baby so much. I can't handle it. Like, I I loved how fun that the whole thing, like, his whole song was so unexpected. Because, like, Lucas is a rapper. And so he, like, sing, like, he, like, sing talks. And he was rapping a little bit in his song. But, like, the song was so much fun. The video that was playing in the background was so colorful and silly. Like, it was just, like, it was basically a meme video of Lucas where he was, like, doing silly (laughs) dance moves and, like, random, random, like, things were flying in. And he was so, like, good-looking and cute. Like, it was just so awesome. I loved it. Like, I could not stop watching the background video because it was so entertaining. I had to, like, remind myself to watch the live performance because like that's why I was there but if I could get a like a recording of just like a high def version of just the background video I would loop that shit honestly because it's so fucking cute (laughs) I love Lucas blue haired Lucas (laughs) sometimes I forgot that he was performing like I was too busy watching the VCR like, yeah! and laughing at it because it was so cute it like was. that I forgot that I was like oh wait he's he has dancers out there right now I should be looking at him and then like my eyes got drawn into the VCR again. It's so his personality too because now that I've gotten into NCT I've like slowly been watching more wavy stuff like I'm mainly NCT Dream 127 stan but like I'm creeping into the wavy territory and like Lucas in real life is like the the beagleiest beagle like ever like he's Beckyun <laughs> he's like Beckyun but like really tall and annoying well i guess that's he's like a tall dark <laughs> Beckyun. they're both so annoying and i freaking love it i love how annoying he is 
That's it. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. Did anyone else I have, have any? I have one too. Yeah, Chris. So, I told you all that you needed to hold me up, and you guys needed to hold me up for the wrong song because I thought I was gonna lose it when I heard "Baby Don't Stop," and I did lose it. <laughs> but I did not expect the force that was Kai. Whoa! Interesting. Confession. Wait, we never talked what? about this. That's really? surprising to me. Yes. I shut I, the fuck I, up. I, I, I thought I was not like I thought it was just gonna be like okay, like Kai's gonna show week. his abs. Oh my god, huh? You sat on this information for a week. You did not tell me. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I was what? saving it for the pod. Wow, what a fucking plot twist, everyone! Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I it's thought cool. I was. Cool, cool. I thought I was gonna go weak at the knees, and you guys know exactly which moment I'm talking about. In yeah, Baby don't stop the one that like I screenshot and I send to you guys over and over again. I thought I was gonna lose it, and I kind of did, but I didn't lose it as bad as I did when Kai freaking showed his nipple <laughs> to everyone at the forum. <laughs> oh my god, Kai nipple stands rise up. And then, worst of all, I lost it even more when he proceeded to unbutton his no! buttoned jacket. I'm reliving the memory in my I lost head it. again. I lost it. Wow. So that was that's my main point. That's all I have to say, really. That's it. <laughs> and if you guys, if our listeners have seen videos of that performance, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I was wrecked a little too hard by Kai, and that's not okay, but, oh, man, and his smirks, like, what the fuck, Kai? Like, ugh, the way he looks into the camera. Yes. He has has a lot of charisma. It's just weird seeing Kai in that type of performance because I know that he's a little baby in real life. So this is just like sexy stage Kai, but like not like in real, like I've seen him behind the scenes for tempo and he's walking backstage of like Inky Gayo and covering his stomach because he's embarrassed that he's wearing a sweater crop top. <laughs> like he's, he's embarrassed that he's exposing abs Oh God! behind the stage. Oh. And then he it's gets on the little stage. babies. That like turn out. To I don't be the know, Ashley. Thoughts. This yeah, this has to come from somewhere. Like he had to have learned this from somewhere. Who taught you, Kai? How does he uh, know he to from do Taman. this to us? That's it. Actually, it's you done. know what? Isn't he in the same friend group as Jimin and Taemin? Like they're all thoughts. They're, he is. Uh, yeah, they're all stage yeah. thoughts. Yeah. They share. Wow. They share and, uh, with each other. too. Where's that group chat? I want to be in it. I want to see those tips. <laughs> I mean, speaking Honest- of Taemin, um, Casey. Yeah, I was going to say. Concert? Um, so obviously I came to this concert because of Taemin. He's my, uh, I'll just say it. I'll just, I'll just confess. <laughs> Taemin is my ultimate bias. That's it. That's that on that. Like, <laughs> Why do you say it with such like resignation? <laughs> well, because... I, I've always said that Kim Namjoon is my ultimate bias, but it's just becoming more and more apparent to me with every passing day that Taemin is actually my <laughs> ultimate bias. And it That's makes okay. me it's sad. It's okay. You don't choose your bias. Your bias chooses you. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But I will say exactly what happened with me and GD. I, I will say that Taemin is my ultimate bias, but he's like in Super M, obviously he's my 
the only one I care about. But when he's with Shiny, let it be known, <laughs> let the record state that I do not have a Shiny bias. They all it all changes depending on it, who is on screen at that moment, wow. whether it's Onu, Ki, Jonghyun, or Minho or Taemin. That's it. I promise. Wow, OT5. Wow, 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 anyway, wow, wow. so I came into this concert thinking K-pop is complex, y'all. It is really complex, God. I will say. Um, so I thought I would come in and like gain at least a bias record, and I thought it would be Kai because he's just hot. Like he's just hot. That's just all I can say about him. He's beautiful. He's uh, sorry. He's beautiful. Um, but I wasn't even really that interested. Even during his solo stage, I was like, oh, that's fire. That's hot. But I didn't, like, it didn't open this, like, you know, like, it didn't awaken anything in me. Because, like, when I went to BTS last year, I was awoken to J-Hope. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, J-Hope, whoa, fuck me up. Stay away from me and RM. We're happy. And then when I went to Dreamcatcher, um... So my dreamcatcher bias used to be uh, Xion because a uh, vocal queen, but then it abruptly changed to Dami because, oh my God, just like her swagger, you know? But Super M, I didn't really walk out with another bias, but I can say that I did enjoy all of their different performances. They just didn't capture me because I think they were upstaged by Taemin. I don't know. That's just my thought. <laughs> Yes, okay. they were. <laughs> let me let me just give the listeners some context, some background information that is crucial to what you're saying. Literally hours before the concert, minutes before the concert, <laughs> Casey was freaking the fuck out and not talking. I and was like, really every stressed. now and then we we had to go up to her and be like, "It's gonna be okay, Casey. You're gonna see him." And he, it's gonna be okay. Like right. she would not peep a word. I to was us. really quiet. Yeah, she was. Out. She was super quiet in the um in the Uber ride, the Lyft ride on the way over. She's like taking me home, and I was like, "You want to go home? We can take you home right now." <laughs> <laughs> Did she go home? No. It was. It was all the way back in the hotel, too. I knew, Casey. I was watching you. Everyone was off taking pictures, having fun. No, you were just standing next to that pillar, not peeping a word, like contemplating your life. I was really stressed. You know, like... <laughs> I really That's was. Gross. Oh, my so God. That... That's how deep her passion is for Taman. So... I don't blame you for not finding that record because when you have a love that deep for Taman, nothing's going to get in your way. That's Thank I'm you, so... Chris. I love that you see me and you understand me fundamentally. <laughs> and also, I will say, I think I just didn't enjoy the full performances because the Ani next to me gave me her binoculars. Like, in the middle of this concert, I just <laughs> suddenly had binoculars and the rest of the group was like, what the fuck? Did you sneak that in? Because I I didn't have no, pockets. Like... like, You know what my first thought was when I saw you had binoculars? I was like, literally this, this girl was hiding them from the rest of our group so that she could use them only for herself. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay, so also this joke about how I do my fan cams because I'm a notorious solo stand for other groups and so I'll hold my my hands up and close one eye so that I only I'm framing my single <laughs> member between my the space between my hands 
and the binoculars acted like a fucking homemade little fan cam because they were so zoomed in on one on Taman, just the one member that I was watching, that I literally wasn't seeing anyone. Else. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Joppers or whatever the fan name is for Super M. I am so sorry that I came to this concert, took up a ticket took up a seat, and then proceeded to solo stand so fucking hard that I magically conjured <laughs> binoculars out of nowhere so I can <laughs> so I can cover the others. I have regrets. I'm sorry. All right. And of course, with every concert, there might be some maybe things that we thought we missed out on or some maybe dislikes. So does anyone have any constructive criticism? Um, yeah, the sound was, like, bad. Yes! I couldn't understand, I couldn't hear anything. Like, the sound, when they were speaking. Oh. Oh. Do you remember? When they were having their ments. Yeah, during their ments. I couldn't figure out if it was, like, the fans were just going, well, obviously we're fans, too, I shouldn't say that. Like, I couldn't figure out if our section was just, like, screaming and just that hardcore that we couldn't hear them but i like i really think that it was the sound too because i feel like most of the sound was coming from these two speakers at the top of the stage and that was it yeah it was like it was like weird feedback some kind of breathing i thought it was like a breathing sound that maybe wasn't being canceled out i don't know because we've been in bigger We've been in huge stadium venues. We've also been in small club venues for concerts. And I've never experienced sound quality being that bad during, like, the speaking moments. So I just don't think that it was just us being loud. I think it's just overall, like, maybe a speaker got blown out or something. Because no one around, like, the lady next to me who had the binoculars, I asked her, like, can you understand what they're saying? Not even in, like, a language barrier way. Like, in a sound quality way and she was like no i don't hear a thing they're saying like because mark speaks english he was speaking english to us right yeah that was him yeah yeah i couldn't understand a fucking word what was he saying even with some of the even with some of the like their songs when they were singing like i heard more of the backing track than i did their vocals yeah i agree and that's what i didn't like interesting I didn't I didn't know there were any sound issues. Like I just thought that it was loud because the the audience was being loud. Yeah, literally I would turn to Sammy That's and I'd be I- like what what are they saying? I at first I thought yeah. my ears were being fucked up because overall it was just loud, you know? But I I don't know. I don't know, man. Interesting. Hmm. I they just needed extra speakers. <laughs> a second thing that i didn't like personally was how fast they went through the set mm-hmm, list mm-hmm. oh yeah like, granted like the only other k-pop concert i've been to is bts and like they have like five million songs that they perform so they have to go that fast but like i feel like this one just like there could have been more ments in between, you know, mm-hmm. like we could have have a ment between the NCT members and mm-hmm. then with Baekhyun and Kai and like Taemin. Like I wanted more ments, and I I heard it in another podcast actually too that this felt more like a showcase 
rather than a concert. Ooh, that's a good Or was it us that said that? Yeah, I, I agree with you, point. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, so, I didn't really feel like I saw Taman's personality full force. At first, I thought it was just like because he's the only member that's from Shiny and everyone else kind of has like a group mate. But then I saw like videos from other uh concerts that they did during this tour and they have a lot more interactions and I was wondering if it was maybe af- after I saw those, I was like is it just because they were going so fast then? Mm-hmm. It felt so rushed. I have a theory so on that. A... Yeah, it felt really rushed. You can yeah, go... Ashley. Okay. Um. So in so in attendance at the concert was Lee Suman and I like an executive at Capitol Records. And my theory is that they were they're trying to showcase like efficiency to their bosses. Oh. You know. That they can put on a really like high energy yeah. show and, like, mm-hmm. also wrap it up, like, in a good amount of time and not, like, linger. Yeah, so I was going to comment Ooh. on the showcase thing. So I think that, yes, it felt shorter to me, um, but I feel like this is just a consequence of... it. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the... A race to the to who can um, have a a first concert, right? So, like for example, Itzy had like a showcase, and like they've been like active for like a year, and they performed like four songs of theirs, if not even four, right? And um, I guess you know Super M, they haven't even been active for like that long, and they're already holding like this massive concert in the forum. Whereas before, I think like with a lot of the groups, um, if they do get a U.S. concert, they've generally been in, um, you know, they've ge- they've generally been in the the industry for like a good two three years, or at least like they're a veteran group. So I think that, like in terms of um, the set list or like how long they go, I think it's usually like. You know, I think that it makes sense that it did feel short because, well, they're like a really rookie group. All right. So did anyone have any last minute thoughts about the Super M concert? Oh, I have a dislike. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's not really a dislike. It's more like I preferred this didn't happen. But the choreography for Too Fast or no, Supercar has this like has right when they say vroom in the chorus everyone in in the group hits the whoa really hard and i hate it (laughs) there were so many moments in the concert where like all the members were hitting the whoa but then they added it to the choreography for super m oh no it made me so upset, especially seeing Taman do it. Because Taman has no business doing viral trendy dances, you know? He is a I, he is an artist. That. He is an artist. He is an artist. And he should he should be doing more like elegant, elaborate shit, you know? Like he has no business wow. hitting the whoa. I he love has this. no business doing I love that. that. I it just makes me up. so you need to give upset. me visual context. I don't like oh. meme stuff, like meme dances. 
just because one I'm old and I don't understand it so I feel like left out and that's why I don't like it but also because it seems just like pandering you know what I mean in general not just yeah. from Super M but in general it's all that stuff is pandering for likes and I don't really like that stuff because it feels ingenuine yeah I mean it, hitting the woe is fine if it were like like a like a like organic a song or like a hip-hop oh. song where it felt or to like be funny like yeah like ironic but this was like yeah. like seriously so hard <laughs> <laughs> you can't be earnest with these meme dances rule number one uh, i love the woe but just not that hard i have um, I actually have one more observation. I um, We talked a little bit about this when the concert ended, but I was amazed, and I'm amazed at almost every K-pop concert, but for some reason, I was amazed even more in terms of the audience at Super M about how diverse it was. Like, in terms of... Oh, yeah! Yeah, in terms of gender, in terms of race, um, in terms of, like... There's like so many different types Age? of people around. It was it was just really great to see. I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, I Am agree I... with you. The Go ahead. The um lady next to me, she was probably I would say in her 40s and her friend was in her 40s yeah. too and they were like jamming. They had followed Super M like to all their different stops also. So I was like, <laughs> wow, wow, you can be a K-pop stan wow. until the end of times, like a hard one, you know? You don't have to just be limited to the, the city that you're in to see a concert like i respect that dedication it's yes, so diverse I yeah and we're next year we're we, going to chicago for bts yes. <laughs> ashley one one other thing that i it's that i loved about this concert was the multi-fandom yeah i, uh, I wanted I, to say that too i, I noticed that yes like the all of the light the sticks light for soup. There was there were a lot of people who bought the Super M light stick, but there were also a lot of people who just brought like the EXO shiny and NCT light sticks. I yeah, would say I loved that it. like mm-hmm. of all of the light sticks that were in the arena, maybe like twenty five percent of them were NCT. Maybe yeah, even there were more, a lot of green honestly, ones. because that yeah, that probably more green was like really really bright. Maybe like forty percent. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? They obvious because it was so green. Yeah, I mean they're obviously the most recent too. They're the more the you know the the shiny new object, so to speak, in terms of they're kind of at their peak right now. So it it doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah, Yeah. whereas shiny and exo stands are um, older, (laughs) washed up. Yes, aka AKA me. Yeah, I also. I also saw there were a lot of people that like had multiple light sticks, like all four NCT shiny. Oh, even wavy. There were wavy light sticks. Five. What? Wavy, yes. wavy had a NCT. light stick. Yeah, it's just like a. It's like NCT, but instead of a green box up top, it's a V. Yeah. So wow, basically. It, I love to see it's it. Wavy NCT EXO shiny and Super M five light sticks like that's i aspire to be like that oh my god i love a multi yeah i really yes. want an nct light stick 
I didn't. Yeah. I brought to the concert my EXO light stick because I own it. And when am I ever going to go to an EXO concert? I like needed to use this light stick at to, for Baekhyun. And I didn't want to <laughs> buy a Super M light stick because is Super M ever going to be a thing again? Like, is do they even have a future comeback? I don't know because Baekhyun is going to the military this year and then Taemin next year. So Stop. Maybe I should have bought it now thinking about it because this will be like the only co- the only oh comeback of Why Super do you M. Have to trigger me. You never know. You never know. I have okay, I have two more things that I want to say and then we'll we'll wrap up if no one has any other comments. Okay. One and is that I want to shout out I'm so upset thinking about Taman enlisting. Okay. Can't. So, um I want to say that I think also, like, in terms... We are just wearing, like, our K-pop merch, like, in the hotel and things like that. And it was so easy to, like, make friends because people would be like, oh, you're going to the Super M concert, right? And we met, you know, we met so many great people, like, at the hotel, like, in the concert. Like, shout out to the um the the tita that we met uh, she was her and her family were so good to talk to like over breakfast like before the concert um we and also what was that I, I want her son to be our friend oh my yes. god He's such a k-pop star <laughs> yeah it was like it was so easy to make it was so easy to talk to them because like we have this unifying like weird interest um and then also yes um uh i want the listeners to know that um we we tried our best to plead with lee suman about the future yes! of nct <gasps> dream yeah, wait, i forgot yes! Oh my god, okay. Oh my god. Backstory that on was this. A really controversial Freaking... topic. What app was that that you guys downloaded? So they downloaded this app on their phones, Gabe, Nathan, and Ashley. And they were walking around after the concert, going through the crowd, standing in line, side by side, marching, <laughs> demanding that NCT Dream be a fixed unit. And they were gaining support. Like oh, people wow. were cheering, taking photos of them, like <laughs> and taking pictures with them. That was- you had supporters, people. You should have had a petition. I, at, we were and made at people one sign. point. At one point, someone was like, "That's the only opinion," and we're like, "Yes, we know." It's There's true. no other option for these they kids. They really do need to be a fixed unit because where are they gonna go? And go to we our Instagram and see this on. because it's hilarious. It was so funny. In any case, we pleaded our best. I tried to scream to the top of my lungs looking for Lisa Mon <laughs> after the concert. I don't think you heard me, but that's okay. We all made a really big effort, and I think that's all that matters. Yeah. In any case, I think that does summarize our experience uh, at a lot of emotions. Super M. I think we all had a really great time. I had like such a great weekend just spending time with you all, too. Yay! Jobbers than um, a job. And... Yes, and to celebrate Super M's successful first world tour, and to thank all of our listeners for making this podcast pop in, we're giving away a Super M album. album. So, yeah. yes, um, go to our Instagram at Idle Talk Pod to find out how to enter. Good luck. And that that wraps up this episode. If you've made it this far, again, we thank you. And um, don't forget to um, follow us on at Idle Talk Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and then rate, review, and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And again, if you have any feedback that you want to send to us, go ahead and email us at 
idletalkpod at gmail.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Good night. Bye. Annyeong. Please, Suman, hear our cries. Hear our cries. (laughs) Hear our cries or we really will start a petition. That's it. If you want to see that picture, go on our Instagram. (laughs) Because it's cute. (laughs) Hear our cries. That's it. (laughs)